I'm not going to say you can't do it all on your own, but I think it, it helps to have a village to support you. And that's definitely a big part of how I do things. I believe in you. Proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Season 5 of I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor, and we are talking with another seven amazing individuals who has taken their passion and built themselves a career. Becoming a professional singer or musician can seem like a pipe dream for many of us. But with so many events every week looking for live performance, making the music a full-time job has become a possibility for many aspiring performers. Whether it's a wedding or a corporate event, the sound of live music in the background beats out the old CD player or Spotify for creating a more engaging environment. Our guest today didn't plan to be a musician from the outset and come across several roadblocks to her dreams for quite some time. Esri is a musician and run the Champagne Agency, supplying musicians for events. Welcome, Esri. Explain to us who is Esri and what is your business? Thank you so much for having me, Lizelle. It's a real honour to be here with you today. So I'm Ezarif, I'm a singer and a guitarist. I play at lots of weddings and events in Perth and I also run Champagne Agency, booking other musicians for wedding and events and gig school teaching up and coming musicians how to make this a job. So where did your journey in the music industry start? Well, I always wanted to be a musician ever since I was in high school. That was just the job that I imagined I would have for the rest of my life. And it actually started... When I was about 24, I made a CD called Stop Traffic because I heard about human trafficking and I thought, oh, I wish I could help in some way. So I recorded songs about it and then sold them uh, through CDs. And yeah, and after that, people started booking me for gigs. So that's kind of how it started. So it sounds by you explaining it, it was quite an easy trip into the business world because first of all you say that you always knew you're going to be in the music world and well done of putting a CD together to help um, trafficking but now tell us a little bit about the challenges obviously every business have his challenges what is the challenges that you had to overcome where do I start (laughs) it was definitely not easy I would say it's not easy because society does not believe that being a musician is a proper job so from the moment you say in school I want to be a musician kind of all the adults around you start to sort of tell you that it's not or they don't really encourage you if you know what I mean like if I said oh I want to be a nurse like teachers would probably be like great you need to pick these subjects and you do this course and that's how you become a nurse but if you want to become a musician because there is no real path Uh, It makes, I guess, the adults around you a bit worried when you're a teenager wanting to be a musician. And so you don't feel supported and you doubt yourself and you wonder if you even can do it. I went to a school that specialised in music because I knew I wanted to be a musician and I went for an audition. However, the school told me that I wasn't good enough to go to their school because I, I didn't have enough knowledge of music theory 
And they said, yeah, you're not good enough to come to our school and you can't come here. And I was devastated. I was 15 and I was really, really devastated. I actually believed I wasn't good enough to become a musician because of these two old white guys <laughs> that told me that I, I couldn't go to their school. And my school didn't offer the music ATAR or TEE. And I was told if you ever want to have a job, you have to go to university. So as a teenager, I was very confused about, well, how do I become a musician? Because my school doesn't offer the right courses and I can't get into this other school because I'm not good enough. So where is the path? So that was a very big challenge. And I actually just believed for about 10 years that I couldn't do it, which is why I'm so passionate about gig school, because I don't want other people to believe that. It gets me a bit emotional. <laughs> no, but that is so, that's good. And it's good to show the emotion but take, because take it back so many years, it just showed the impact it had on your life. I want to hear where the passion, the drive had come through to driven through this negativity that had stopped you in the fact that they say you couldn't be a musician. Yeah, so far I have told this story before, but today I'm just feeling a bit a bit more emotional than normal. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I actually did give up for a while and I didn't have a plan B option. And um, my school just said, oh, you need to pick safe subjects, you need to pick science, you need to pick English, you need to pick maths. And I just didn't want to pick any of those. I was like, I don't want to study any of those boring things. You know, I want to be a musician. <laughs> so I literally just failed my exams and, um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Lizelle. I'm like getting teary. <laughs> we, we love we love, tears. we love tears on the podcast. Okay. We love it. Oh my gosh, I don't. My makeup's going to run. Uh, luckily, no one can see. Like, it's a podcast. <laughs> you can't listen to my makeup running. <laughs> um, what I did want to do was, I knew I wanted to get married and have kids. I decided, there was this guy when I was 12, um, that I decided I was going to marry him. <laughs> So when I was 18, I did. I was like, well, I can get married now. So I married my husband. We're still together. We've been together for 20 years now. And I just had children straight away because the, I, they didn't, I didn't have a plan B career. I know school always said, well, you've got to have a backup career. And I was like, I don't have one. I'm a musician or nothing. <laughs> so I did get married and had kids straight away. Um, and I know a lot of people thought I was crazy, like all of my friends were all going to university and all doing all these career things and I was like a stay-at-home mum at 18 years old and everyone was like what are you doing with your life <laughs> anyway by the time I was 24 I was still a stay-at-home mum and all my friends had been to uni and were starting their professional jobs and that's when I heard about the human trafficking at a jewellery party this jewellery had been made by women who had been rescued from trafficking and I had three kids at the time and I was like, wow, this is really unacceptable that, you know, there's slaves in the world today. And then I started writing songs about it um, because I was literally traumatised by it. I was like, I cannot believe I'm just living this life of luxury, you know, as a stay-at-home mum and there's people that are slaves. I just was like, I just don't accept that. So anyway, yeah, I wrote these songs about it. And then I recorded the songs at a friend's house and yeah, did a, I didn't have a job either because I was a full-time stay-at-home mom. So I did a bake sale and tried to sell cakes and biscuits and stuff to raise money um, for the CD to be produced. And yeah, so I did that. A friend helped me record it. 
And then I just started performing at places. Like I was like, I just need to raise money for this charity that's helping these women. And then within four months, $10,000 was raised through the sales. And then I donated that to the charity. Um, and then after that, people thought I was a musician. Yeah. <laughs> so where did that drive come through to get from there to where you are today? That I just was decided, you know, this is who I am and I'm not going to have people tell me that I can't be that. Like, mm. who do these two old white guys think they are to tell me that I can't be who I am, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also, I guess, with the fundraising, with the CD, I, I guess the drive for that was it was for somebody else, you know? I wasn't really doing that for myself. I thought, no, there's this cause that's bigger than me that needs me to help right now. And that was my drive. And were there any mentors in your life that helped you through this journey? To Because today you, as far as I know, one of the most popular singers in <laughs> Perth that we oh, have. Oh, you're very sweet. So <laughs> were there any mentors, any people next to you that helped you on this journey? Yes, definitely. Uh, so when I was 24 and I was... Um, trying to make this CD happen and trying to do a launch for it. I came across Bobby Webster, who is the founder of the Perth Symphony Orchestra. And well, this was actually before the orchestra existed. It was, she was just starting it. And now it's like this incredible orchestra. It's amazing what she's created. But before that, Bobby was doing mentoring for musicians. And so I used to have these one-on-one -on -one sessions with her for some advice and guidance and yeah, she really honestly helped me. I, could, I don't even think I could have done it without her because I, you know, I didn't have s support and she was the one who just believed in me and was like, no, you can do this, yeah. And Isiri, I see you today taking that role up as a mentor for all the other young musicians out there. <laughs> how do you see it and how, how does that journey work for you? Yes, um, so yeah, I do mentor up and coming musicians as well. Um, because like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much booked out now. I'm so booked out that I started an agency to book other people out with the excess gigs. And then when I started the agency, I had all these musicians contacting me saying, oh, how can I be a part of your agency? Because I, I want some gigs too. But because we specialize really in weddings, um, not everybody was suitable for what we were trying to achieve with our agency, but I still wanted to help them. Um, so even though I couldn't have them as part on my books, I knew there was other agents that could help them or other opportunities. Um, so yeah, I started gig school basically to show them what I did and how I, uh, I guess how I became a full-time musician without any education, without school, without uni, um, without any qualifications. And that if I can do that, then anybody can. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been really, really, really beautiful to have some up and coming musicians, uh, yeah, ask to be mentored, and then for them to say, oh, I had my busiest week of gigs ever, or I did my very first gig at the markets, or yeah, it's just, or I, you know, I doubled my wedding bookings. I went from thirty to sixty after I came to your workshop. It's honestly, as you would know, as a mentor, <laughs> it is so beautiful because you know, you know, you go through so many hardships and so many obstacles, and then if you can just help someone else with that, so they can take a shortcut, you can say, look, this is what will work for you, and just watch their results. You know, you just watch them grow in such a short time through your help. It's like the most beautiful thing. 
And what, what I found here is that it's all about the same what the podcast is, that I believe in you. It's somebody believing you that's saying, but you can do it. You, yeah. this, is, this is just how you need to do it. This is where you can go. And sometimes it's for our mentees to know, I've got somebody next to me. If I need to ask a question or if the challenges come, we can do this together. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even when Borby was my mentor back in the day, when I said, oh, I've got this CD and I, I want to have an album launch at the Ellington. And Borby was like, oh, I know the owners of the Ellington. We'll make it happen. And she helped like me to introduce me to the right people. So I had my launch where I wanted to have it and I didn't know anybody yet. And, and then the, the tickets sold out and Borby said, you need to do a second night. You need to and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to sell tickets to a second night. And she's like, no, you will do a second night. And so I did. And then those tickets sold as well. So just to have someone who, you know, who could see more than I could see and who believed in me more than I believed in myself was incredible because otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have had my launch at that venue and I, I wouldn't have sold all the tickets and then I wouldn't have put on a second night, which also sold out. So, yeah, it's just, it's so invaluable to, to have a mentor. Yeah. I still have mentors to this day. Like if there's something that I want to get good at, I look around and see who is good at this thing that I want to be good at and then I get mentored by them still and I always will. I don't want to see any business owner starting up a career without a mentor mm. because you can honestly just take the shortcuts yes. by having a mentor next to you. Absolutely. And your view on empowerment? It's essential, I think. If you want to achieve something and if you want to be successful at something, I think you do need somebody to come alongside you. Like even if it's as simple as the gym and you want to be fit and healthy, you know, people have a personal trainer. I mean, it's the same in every part of your life like if you want to be good at business you'll need a business mentor if you want to be healthy you'll need like someone to mentor you with your health so yeah I think that we all need that in our lives to help us and I think you do a lot of empowerment without even knowing because sometimes it's just to written a song and one <laughs> sentence of the song I remember way back um, something happened and I text you and I said, there was one song, I need the words of that one song because I need that words to sing it to help me to get through the situation Aww. that I'm in now. I think you written this song for a girlfriend that she went through a bad stage of her life and you mentioned that in one of your performances. And Is I that bitch, Jean? Uh, that's it. <laughs> and I said to you, I need that words because I need to get through something in my life now. Yeah. And I just wonder. So I can see a lot of empowerment in your songs. When you've written these songs and these words, people driven, driving to work and um, they might not have a good experience at work or might have challenges. That is the empowerment in their car on their way to work. So when they get to work, they have the courage to get out of the car, walk into that work situation because they have been empowered by the song that you Aww. written and you play. <laughs> so that's empowerment for me. And your empowerment goes so much further than you believe, Esri. But listening to that songs. Thanks for saying it's kind, but this is true. <laughs> oh, thank you. Listening to that <laughs> song, you get that little bit of empowerment and you feel, I can do this. 
by yeah. just a word or sometimes yeah. there's hurt and by listening to the song that uh, give them a bit of empowerment to help healing the yes. hurt through the music so you have such a big ripple effect with your um your group that you work with but even yourself because it's a ripple effect there's so much healing and empowerment in music oh thank you so much Lizelle I mean words are so powerful I I guess music is just words in song but yeah words are just incredibly powerful tell me being a mum and having a career when you walk in today you said I have seven performances this week and there's (laughs) only seven days You, as a mum and a business owner, how do you do that? Granny lives next door. That's <laughs> how I do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, between my husband, Granny, and myself, there's always somebody at home. So, yeah, I think just having that support to know that I can say yes to every opportunity that comes up because there will always be somebody there to look after the kids. Although my kids are older now. Uh, I mean, they're all still in school, but, you know, they're not babies or anything. But I think just having support, whether it's a nanny or a daycare or whatever your choice of support is, I think you need that. I don't I don't think you can really – I'm not sure. I'm not going to say you can't do it all on your own, but I think it, it helps to have a village, mm. as they say, to support you. And yeah. that's definitely a big part of how I do things. And how many children do you have? Four children. And Are they in the music? Um, look, they can all sing. There's one one child in particular that has taken to music a lot more than the others and plays piano and plays guitar and is quite passionate about learning. The others have the ability but not the drive, <laughs> whereas this child has both. So how do you fall yourself in? By giving. Singing is giving, writing is giving, being a mum is giving, being a wife is giving. How do you look after the essay? Well, to be honest, I don't really do anything at home. So delegating <laughs> everything. Honestly, if there is if there is something that someone else could be doing, I'll get them to do it. So at home there's a meal roster, for example. The kids and my husband all cook. I don't cook anymore. I'm retired. <laughs> Even like the kids uh, take themselves to school on a bus. I don't do school drop-offs. I don't do their washing. They all do that themselves. Um, So basically if there's, yeah, just lots of delegating and yeah. So I, therefore I can just focus on the things that, that I want to do. And as I mentioned to you earlier, I've got a a VA starting with me, which is going to, you know, take off a big load. And uh, I've got an automated booking system on my website. So just, you know, if someone or something else could be doing this job, I will pass it on. Yeah. Yeah. So your systems and processes is in place. (laughs) Absolutely. Whether they are human or robots. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that's a big thing in the business world when I do work with my clients that I start with. If we can get your systems and processes in place, it not only gives you extra time, it gives you more brain space to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think planning really helps as well. Like, for example, I run several social media accounts for the different businesses. And even just having a plan of what I'm going to post every day for the agency from now till January, I don't have to think about what I'm going to post. And also, even with my TikToks, my daughter 
who is 12 is having TikTok training from an expert mentor <laughs> so that she can take care of my TikToks, you know. <laughs> and she's anyway going to be on TikTok, so she can just as well do it for her mum. Well, do you know what? And I don't let my kids go on social media. They're not allowed to have phones <laughs> or social media. But I'm like, if it's for work and you're learning how to use it and how to do it, and you're getting paid for it, it's useful, then you can go on it. But as a creator, not a consumer. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years from today, Mm. where do you see yourself? Yeah, well, ten years from today, I see our agency being quite a big thing and I see that being a passive income so that I can just pick and choose any gigs that I may or may not want to do, maybe even before ten years. (laughs) And also I see... I see gig school as being a big thing that musicians will go to when you hear a young person who says, oh, I want to be a musician. People will say, oh, you need to go to gig school or you need to check out the gig school website um, so that there won't be any musicians who were like me when I was a child that don't know what to do or where to go, that people will just know, well, if you want to be a musician, this is how you do it and it's possible for you. So that's my biggest dream. Part of this biggest dream, obviously the 10 years going to have a journey. What is your next big step? Oh, which one? <laughs> um, well, we're, our agency is actually going to Sydney for Australian Wedding Awards. So that's really exciting. We were finalists in WA. So now we'll be, I guess, competing with the other finalists from around Australia. So my next big step would be, well, I mean, it would be amazing if we won that. It would really elevate our agency on a national stage so that would be amazing also we really want to get into funeral singing actually uh, because I've been asked to sing at a few funerals lately and it makes the funerals more beautiful when you have live music at them but not many people do that like there's not really an agency in Perth that's big on providing funeral music so I see that as being a part of our future because we've got all these singers with beautiful voices and, you know, all these funerals happening, I think it would be beautiful to have them go together. And also I see, I would like our website to be a bit more like Airbnb where you could just basically choose your date and choose your location and the musicians that are available will come up and then you can just book them without having to talk to anyone or ask any questions I mean you might still have questions but just make it very very user-friendly we do have an instant booking system at the moment but it could be a bit more user-friendly so a bit more like McDonald's (laughs) (laughs) there you go so first of all congratulations on the award and oh, thank all you. the best. We believe you. in you and I trust <laughs> that you guys are going to come back with the the winning. But just to even be nominated and have the opportunity to go and be seen there, that's a big win in the business by itself. Thank you. Very excited. <laughs> and then I love the concept of singing at funerals because lately... It's not just funerals, but uh, memorials is where they celebrate life. Yes, life exactly. Life had passed away, but this is an opportunity to celebrate it. I agree. And that is so spot on. And as you say, there's no one out there that really advertised that's our key product that yeah. we supply. So there's definitely a big market for that. 
Yes, even if they don't know it yet. (laughs) Well, I guess people don't think of it. Mm. Like, you know, if you have to organise a funeral, you're not thinking, oh, which singer am I going to have? That's the like, wouldn't even cross your mind. So I think it's just something that needs to sort of be marketed and then it will become a thing. And, And I do see it as a celebration of life. And, you know, when someone says to you, oh, I want you to sing this song at the funeral because this was my mum's favourite song, and you have the honour of singing it. It is so beautiful. It's literally the most, it's more beautiful than a wedding. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah, because it's that celebrate the end of that life. Mm, absolutely. And I love what you want to do with the website because that's, again, processes and systems in place. And this is the world. We want everything quick. We want it fast. And yeah. to be at night time, be able to go onto the website, book it, pay it. You see the photo of your musician. You can even see what songs they sing or yeah. pick the songs already that you want them to sing. Automated, you don't need somebody in between. And the musician just rock up. Absolutely. Yes, like McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> So I, yeah, no. it's quick and fast and it's 24 hours. Yes, exactly. No, I actually am, I have said, because I'm actually getting quotes at the moment for this website. It's yeah. not too far away. I, I believe we'll have it by next year or I believe we will have it in 2023. And um, I am very inspired by McDonald's, quite honestly, like all the systems they have in place. I, I've said to the to the website person, I said, I want it to be like, McDonald's but you know instead of a burger with a side of fries it's like I want a musician with a side of a DJ (laughs) you know oh and I'll have some dessert I'll have a photo booth as well thank you like an entertainment order yeah because at the moment you just email an entertainment company and there's all this are you available and there's all this back and forth emailing and Mm. oh let me send you an invoice and it's just it could be so much like other industries have done it so much better so I don't see why we can't do that and for any business owner out there whatever your product is the world want it fast and quick they want it on convenience for you to supply yes absolutely so if they can just book it like that then yeah it'll just be great so Isari, your story today is beautiful and it touching my heart and I'm sure it touched the listeners' hearts as well. The world is an oyster and if you knew that in business that's what your passion and that's what you want to be, I want to say to our listeners, do it. Be that strong-minded Isari that say, you might pause me, but you're definitely not going to stop me from who I want to be and what I want to be. And thank you for being that person out there to stand in a space for the musicians out there to say, this is a space where I can support you, where I can help you, where you can set up a business of your passion and who you are. Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, absolutely. I mean, the way I see it is people respect a music teacher in a school. And the wage is about $900 a week. But my business partner and I, we might make from singing 4000 or 5000 in a week, but still pay ourselves a wage of $900 a week. How is that different to a music teacher? You know, it's the same thing. However, what we do has a bit less respect from society as, oh, but you're being too risky or, oh, you're not, you shouldn't be telling young people to follow such an unsafe path. But we pay ourselves superannuation. How is it different? It's not, except we just have a lot more fun. 
And there is a difference being having your own business and being the the owner and you can make the decisions then do have a job and you stay in the hours and the rules of that job so if you can leave us today with your favorite phrase what will that be when i was in school in grade seven and eight there was a poster on the wall and it said shoot for the moon even if you miss you will land among the stars If you would like to know more about SRE and the Champagne Agency, you can find the details in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.